There's a famous expression that says, everything I ever really needed to learn, I learned in kindergarten. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. I was remembering once in kindergarten, we had to make like out of cups, these little candles or flames. We kind of turned the cups upside down and then we colored this flame on the top of the cup. And then we were taught a song and I'm not gonna sing it for you this evening, don't worry. But I'd like to recite some of the lyrics so you can imagine us there in kindergarten lined up and I think it was for like some sort of Christmas concert singing this song. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Everywhere I go, I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bushel, oh no, I'm gonna let it shine. Jesus gave me the light, I'm gonna let it shine. Of course, this song that I learned in kindergarten is very much linked to the gospel today. And ultimately, I think we all learned in kindergarten or soon in our education as Christians that Jesus Christ calls us to make a difference in the world, that Jesus Christ ultimately calls us to be a transformative influence to those people who are around us. Last Sunday, we heard about the Beatitudes. And this Sunday, Jesus Christ tells us that when we live the Beatitudes in our life, we'll be, we will be light and we will be salt to those around us. We'll have a positive impact in the world. We will bring value to the world. Salt, of course, is something important today. But at the time of Jesus, of course, salt was even more valuable. The term we have, salary, comes, as you probably know, from the allowance that a Roman soldier was given to buy salt. Salt was used for many things. It was kind of essential. Salt wasn't just used to flavor things. It was used sometimes to disinfect, to heal. And salt ultimately was used as a preservative. Before the time of refrigerators or deep freezes, people would preserve food and meats with salt. Likewise, then, Jesus calls us to be something valuable in the world, to add flavor, to add goodness to the world, to preserve what is good and right and just in this world. Jesus also tells us to be a light to those around us. Of course, we can think of this strong image of light that scatters darkness, that scatters doubt, that scatters sadness. But when we read this in the light of the first reading today, we see that light, or the light we're called to be, has to be especially about giving hope to people around us. In the first reading today from the prophet Isaiah, we hear how the prophet foretells a time when light will shine for those he is addressing. And the prophet Isaiah is speaking to people, of course, during the time of the Babylonian exile, when they've been separated from their homeland, when they've been trodden down, when they've been very much crushed and persecuted. They were a hopeless people, and Isaiah foretold a time when God would cause his light to shine for them. Christ then, likewise, calls us to be this light that scatters darkness, that brings hope to people around us. Jesus calls us in the gospel today, ultimately to what we all learn in kindergarten, that we're called to transform people around us, to be goodness, to ultimately bring kindness to those we encounter. We also learned in kindergarten that sometimes we don't always live up to what we should act. And Jesus ultimately tells us this in the gospel, immediately after saying we can be salt and light, he reminds us that we need to be careful, otherwise we will lose our saltiness, 
Otherwise, we will cover our light under a basket. Obviously, when we hear this, it sounds strange. If salt loses its saltiness, it kind of ceases to be salt. It seems like it doesn't make much sense. But at the time of Christ, they didn't really have pure salt. And this, I think, is important to keep in mind to understand this gospel. For Jesus and those in the land of Israel and Palestine some 2,000 years ago, a lot of the salt they would get is from the Dead Sea. So if you've been to the Dead Sea, you'll know that there is a lot of salt, a lot of minerals in the water. Nothing can really live there. But the salt that people would use from the Dead Sea wasn't pure salt. It was mixed with a lot of different minerals. There were a lot of other things in it. And over time, water would sometimes wash away the salt in this powder that they were using, and it would lose its saltiness. And this ultimately is what Christ has in mind, that salt at times can lose its saltiness. Likewise, for us, even though we have this great call to be Christ to those around us, we can sometimes lose this. We lose the ability to be salt. We lose the ability to be light. How does this happen? Well, we need to remember, of course, what comes before this gospel. Before this gospel, Jesus tells us the Beatitudes. So living the Beatitudes makes us salt and light. Likewise, or on the other side of the coin, when we go against the Beatitudes, when we live kind of an anti-Beatitude life, then we cease to be salt and light. So we hear in the Beatitudes, we heard in the Beatitudes last week, this long list of ways that we can live according to Christ calls us. But when we go against this, we cease being salt. When we're proud, when we're cruel, when we're prideful, when we do not care for the needs of those around us, when we oppress others, are unforgiving and merciful, when we, instead of being peacemakers, as the Beatitudes calls us, cause violence by our words and actions, when we, instead of being persecuted for being good, we persecute others by the way that we treat them. When we go against the Beatitudes, ultimately, we cease being salt and we cease being light. But Christ, of course, always teaches us that with him by our side, with the grace of God in our life, we can always regain our saltiness. We can always go on to be light to those people around us. It's ultimately that through Christ living in us that we are salt and light to those people around us. Was this story once where a young boy visited one of these famous cathedrals in Europe with his mother, and they were walking into this cathedral, and you can imagine they were looking at all the stained glass windows, and in this particular cathedral, there were many images in the stained glass windows of different saints. And as the boy was looking at these windows, with the light piercing down through the images there in the windows of the people, he turned to his mother and asked, Who are all these people I see in the windows? Who are they? And the mother responds to her son, Well, my son, these are the saints. And the boy responds to his mother, Ah, now, mother, I understand who saints are. Saints are people who allow the light to shine through them. It's a beautiful definition. Saints are people who allow the light to shine through them. Ultimately, this light comes from Jesus Christ. Each of us receive this light of Christ in our baptism. It's a beautiful kind of rite um, or kind of practice that we've seen, of course, during the sacrament of baptism, where we have the paschal candle there, and the godparents for the baptism of a child are given a small candle, and they light this candle from the baptismal candle, 
and the priest or the person baptizing the baby will say, receive the light of Christ. Keep this light burning. Guard this light ultimately for this child. We at our baptisms receive this light of Christ. It's up to us in our actions and our words to allow this light of Christ to shine through us to those around us. This can, of course, be an intimidating thing. Jesus tells us to be salt and light to the entire world. Seems like a big mu- bit much, a bit of kind of an overwhelming task. But you know the expression, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So the same goes ultimately before being salt and light to those around us. We can start ultimately with those who are closest to us. We live in a world where there's kind of some funny dichotomies. On the one hand, we're very interconnected through social media, but oftentimes people are lonely. They're disconnected from those around us. We, thanks be to God, at least in the West, are living in a time of relative peace, but there seems to be a lot of aggression among people, polarization, a lot of conflict in words. We can be salt and light by starting with those closest to us in small ways with our family and our friends, our co-workers, those close to us, and we don't need to do really extraordinary things just to respond to them in kindness, to smile at them, to see how their day is doing. These are ways ultimately we can bring the light of Christ in a very simple and real way into their life. So we pray then today that through our grace of our baptism, this light of Christ that we received we may shine brightly to those around us. And ultimately, we will not lose our saltiness when we have Christ in our lives. And we pray then through the gift of the Spirit that ultimately we may put into practice the words of that song I learned in kindergarten, that we want to take that light that Christ gave us and let it shine, let it shine, let it shine.